Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, guys? Before we jump into the show, want to let you know about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over and make Green Mountain Dental Group their full-time dentist. And listen, they can't talk highly enough of the people over at green mountain dental it's just over in lakewood 15 minutes outside downtown denver but the best part is they're really going to treat you like a family over there and it's probably because they're part of the dnvr family and they have been for a long time they supported us throughout the entirety of the pandemic which is something that we hold near and dear to our hearts so if you're looking for any dental work over in the denver area hit up our friends over at green mountain dental group and when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they're going to hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, let's jump into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach May, Sake, and the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four still waiting for, well, bring on the chase. Couple with brick, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver Online, msudenver.edu slash online, where you can scope out all they have to offer. And they've got a lot to offer, including 750 total classes. Uh, 45 plus online and hybrid program. There's something for everyone over at msudenver.edu slash online. My mobile boys, what's up, friends? What is up? Did I just explode everyone's earbuds yeah, there? Yeah, I think yeah. You, uh, you broke everyone's <laughs> ear, ear. You know, Dre was trying to like set up the levels. It's an audio-only pod, which is a rarity for us these Truly. days. But, you know. The, 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 the throwback. We're recording here in the, in the wee hours of the morning in Mobile, which is uh, obviously even earlier in Denver. So we figured there's probably not going to be too many people chomping at the bit That's to right. watch us live on YouTube. You saying people don't like us? Everyone hates us. Um... <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dre was trying to predict the uh, the levels there, and he did not. He forgot about the part where Zach yells at everyone. All right, scream! Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dre. <laughs> That'll be some fine work in post there. That'll be okay. yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's my work in post. So uh, sorry to me. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. So the main point of this show 
is all the things that have i'm not gonna say slipped through the cracks because they haven't slipped through the cracks but all the things that we haven't had time to talk about yeah. here in the last few days as we're in you know we're in mobile and it's funny because you know one of the main reasons why you come down here on top of it just being really really great to see these guys in person is it keeps the nfl cycle going right yeah. it's like as you put together the offseason plan you're like Oh, and then you go to Mobile, and that you know that fills up a week. Well, we certainly did not need to come to Mobile <laughs> to fill any news. So it's like it's been like double duty. We honestly probably could have done two podcasts a day, one on the yeah. Senior Bowl, one on just the Broncos themselves. Uh, obviously, that would have been impossible. So we got to get to a lot of news here. Oh. And, Zach, why don't you just give us a lowdown of where we are with the coaching staff uh, and then we can start discussing some of these hires. Well, Broncos pretty much have their offense and defensive coordinator. They officially have their offensive coordinator. Justin Outen is in as the offensive coordinator. Is he, he out or in? He He's – well, he's maybe got an innie, but he's out. Well, <laughs> oh, wow. He's in as the Broncos offense. He's in. Yes, yeah. Okay. Wow, Outen out is in. in. And Shermer's out. Oh, that's officially good. Officially out. Shermer's officially out. Officially gone. I know you guys were worried about that. You just kept asking about it all week. <clears throat> Shermer will not be coming right, back. Right. So that's it's one of those good. things. Like uh, you know, I just I can't I can't have that monkey off my back until <laughs> <laughs> literally gone. Well, Justin is pushing Shermer out by being in. There you go. There we go. So he is. Uh, he's coming from the Packers. He was their offensive line coach. He's a first time offensive coordinator but we'll dive into him in a second the broncos are planning to hire rams pass game uh pass game coach and secondary coach uh ejiro evero 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 oh wow ejiro evero when you're wrong twice just ask ryan and he'll get it right the third time (laughs) uh they're planning on hiring him but he's in the super bowl so they cannot make that official yet that guy, we were talking about him the very second the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. That looks like it's going to happen. The Broncos hired Butch Berry as their offensive Ooh, line coach. Uh, well, yeah, well, Butch. <laughs> <laughs> but a true offensive line name. If you were coach literally name, making, right? if there it was is. a like a website that was like offensive line coach simulator dot com, right. And you just you press the button and it spun a wheel and it just gave you a randomly generated name. That site's actually called Butchberry.com. <laughs> Butchberry. Yeah, that's, oh, that's the URL itself. Just make sure you spell Berry right, or it'll send you to a different B-A-R-R-Y. place. B A R R Y. I'm not sure you want to go on. Did that I nail website. it? B A R R Y. You did. You yeah. could literally flip his name around and it would still be just Barry Butch. <laughs> Barry Butch. Oh, that's. <laughs> I like I that mean, that's better. How, that sounds like appealing. You know, you're in the you're in the woods. What do you need? You need a Barry Bush to uh, to take care of some things for you. And uh, the, the the most notable thing though with Barry Butch is also another offensive line name, Mike Munchak, the double M. Yeah. That means he is out which is maybe the biggest news of all of these names because Mike Munchak is obviously the biggest name of any of these guys, especially including Nathaniel Hackett. So that's interesting. The Broncos, speaking of names, and speaking of names where the first name starts with the same letter as the last name, we got Mike Munchak, we got Butch Berry, we've got Clint Kubiak. Uh-huh. He's back, baby. He's back. We got the Kubiaks back. His nickname for me is going to be the Quota. Oh, um, spelled, because spelled with a K, cool, cool. Yeah, K W O T A, because he helps f- uh, fulfill the quota that is the Broncos <laughs> must always have at least one Bolin, 
Kubiak, Elway, or Shanahan in the building at all times. Yeah. That's just the rule. Yeah. So it's it's a you know an organizational philosophy. And depending on who the owner is, I think they might keep Brittany Bowen around. But they they couldn't have been sure, so yeah. they just needed to hire Clint Kubiak to be sure. Yep, and he's in as the quarterback coach and pass game special. How long do we think this goes on, by the way? Uh, we can go the back quota? all the way to 1984 for, Is it? for the quota. Yeah, exactly. Um, Never I, a break, huh? No. no well, mean, we got no. Pat, but right. even if you take Pat away. No, I mean he transitioned Wait, right no, to no, 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 no. It's before Pat. It would be 82, right? 83. 83. Um, yeah, well, I think I mean, that's – when was Gary on the team? Was Gary Gary was drafted after John? I assume. Are we, inclu- I assume. Are we including John? Yeah. Yeah. Have so eighty three. Wow. Yeah. And then Clint. I mean, does Clint have kids yet? Oh, good question. Is he oh, the man. next hope? He could be. He's gonna create the next. <laughs> and then you know, the next generation. Come we on, could probably uh, and we'll probably end up adding. Um, Peyton Manning to the mm, yeah, royal yeah, family, yeah, as I'll call there it. There you go. Yeah, I love um, that. <clears throat> and you know, then you'll get Arch and yeah, yeah, do that whole yeah, thing. Exactly. And then, uh, and then you'll have uh, maybe Mosley joining the staff. Mosley Manning. Well, oh, and that yeah. would really fit ah, with I'm the M. <laughs> so yeah, no, some Mo- long-term Mosley's projections. <laughs> Can I get a, a line on DraftKings on those? <laughs> Be a part of it. I remember first pro day I ever went to though. Clint was there as a scout for the Broncos at his alma mater. You know, former CSU safety, right? Yep. Um, and he he's worked his way up. A first-time play caller last year and uh i thought they did a good enough job obviously a very talented offense but uh he's kind of the most experienced guy on the offensive side hackett's bringing along with him which is crazy yeah. which is yeah. absolutely crazy and uh, that's something that scares me real quick any other that is at the end of the coaching news one more thing Dwayne stooks rams assistant special teams coordinator is expected to be in the running to be the broncos special teams coordinator Shockingly, guys. I mean, it's Tom McMahon. See ya. And potentially uh, involved in the Raiders coaching staff, which <laughs> we can only pray. Josh Mc, a Josh McDaniels and Tom, Tom McMahon-led coaching staff. Okay. Who's yeah, the DC me. that would be the cherry on top for that three-headed mom? We don't have to answer now. Mold that over at the end of the show. We can revisit. Joe Woods. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Would even Vance do the trick? Yeah, yeah. Vance yeah. would absolutely do the trick. Van- oh. Vance would, because people love dunking on Vance. Certainly. All, all the certainly. time. Vic, as a head coach, yeah, but people are scared of Vic, right? Yeah, of course. You of know, course. going in the division. Right. Which, now with Jim Harbaugh not going to Minnesota. Which he, he never be, was. He may be going. Yeah. He was never going anywhere. Yeah. Got a uh, nice little paycheck. I assume he got a nice little paycheck. He's Maybe that'll come that out Mel later. Tucker money. You said that from the start. Yep. Gotta get God, I got Mel. the Mel Tucker money. Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, he's more successful than Mel. He no, exactly. It's exactly. no hating on Mel. Yeah. Zach, you said kind it. Um, and and this right. is the elephant in the room in, in the room that we're in right now in our Airbnb and Mobile. There's not a lot of room for elephants. So I was you can't say, miss it. This, this this house would be this room would be the elephant. <laughs> yeah. Uh the elephant in the room is the lack of experience. And look, we talk a lot about especially me, I talk a lot about getting younger, um, bringing in new blood, not hiring dinosaurs in the NFL. But I think Nathaniel Hackett is more passionate about that than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there is no experience uh, on this staff, and 
I, I got to admit, like, it, it's gone to a point where now I'm a little worried. Uh, and, and you said at first, like, this is usually what happens is you bring in a first-time head coach, and that that first-time head coach brings in some people who have been there, done that yeah. before. Yeah. There is no one on this staff currently that has been there, done that. In fact, you just pushed one out of town and Mike Munchak, mm-hmm. who could have been a good help for that. Now, we talked a little bit the other day about how Mike Munchak – is more of a power guy. Um, yeah, power gap scheme versus that outside Butch zone. Butch Barry <laughs> has been teaching the zone stuff for a while now. So that's experience. You know, it's legitimate yeah. experience. Um, obviously, Ed Donatel, a guy who's been around forever, has you know has been a DC before. You're, you're pushing him out of town to bring in Ijiro Ivaro. And it's like, okay, all right, what about on offense? It's like, okay, well, you're going to, you know, uh, bring in – two really young guys uh, to kind of run the offense. And it's just like, wow, this could be great. And these guys could all have, you know, obviously culture and, and that sort of thing is such an important part and, and chemistry uh, for a coaching staff. But it, it definitely gives you a little bit of fear that this is the anti-experience coaching staff. It really is. And I'm okay with it. One thing that I love is that they're not forcing Mike Munchak on Nathaniel Hackett. They're not forcing Ed Donatel on Mike Munchak, and that was something that I just thought would have been ridiculous. You know, that that would have been yeah. John Elway and Vance Joseph all over again, and then what happens? Uh, or Vic Fangio and John Elway the first year Vic was here, and then what happens? Well, this year doesn't really count because then next year right. Nathaniel Hackett actually gets to yeah. hire his own staff. So I really like this, that he's able to bring in his own guys from the start, but – and I also can't say that I, I hate it, all the inexperience they're doing, because like we've talked about, Ryan, we're all for the the, the new juices getting in. Maybe these guys are going to be forward-thinking, unlike experienced coaches, which are so stuck in their ways. But this does give me pause, big pause for concern for this year specifically. And it just makes me say, okay, obviously this doesn't mean the Broncos aren't going to be going after Aaron Rodgers, but let's say they don't get Aaron Rodgers, and let's say they go with a young guy or they go with a Jimmy G or something like that where a, a head coach or a quarterback isn't going to elevate everyone mm-hmm. to the point of you can't see these flaws. It makes me say, okay, we got to be patient, and that's something the Broncos country isn't good with, but we should expect Nathaniel Hackett uh, and, and his entire staff to have a lot of rookie mistakes this year. However, if you get all of that out of the way, your first year, you all get it out together. You get that rookie quarterback this year as well, maybe next year, and then you all start building together. That's how you have long-term success because if there are rookie mistakes from everyone on the staff, people aren't going to be getting plucked this next year. So then you get that chemistry, but it's the long-term play and especially where Broncos country has been the past half decade, I don't think people are going to be ready to accept that long-term play, especially if it's not presented that way, which I wouldn't expect it to be. Well, and <clears throat> one thing that's interesting is we talked about Nathaniel Hackett's coaching style and how like Vic Fangio would roll his eyes at that. And maybe mm-hmm. Mike Munchak would have been a guy who also rolls his eyes at the way that Nathaniel Hackett wants to do things. Yeah. And so on a positive side, like – Nathaniel Hackett gets to do it his way, and there's not going to be someone standing there saying, well, this isn't exactly the way we do things in the NFL. Like, let him do it his way, and he's going to have, like, his hype squad around him 
Um, and, and if it works, it's going to look genius. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you're an old dinosaur coach in the NFL, you hate the Broncos right now. Because if this works, then it's going to it's going to show people, hey, you can just go hire all of your friends yeah, yeah. Uh, that you like, that you want to <laughs> work with. And as long as you have coaching chemistry, which I think is so important. It's relationships you, with people, I mean, right? Zach, you've yeah. been around this long enough where you've heard plenty of stories about coaching staffs not getting along. Yeah. And I think that is such a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that we almost just act like – you just, uh, you just have to live with it. Like big yeah. ego bros, you know, are all in one building. Right. There's going to be some head clashing. <laughs> if this staff can avoid that, and this can just be like, you know, Hackett's happy place, um, then I think it can really be like a successful endeavor for them. You know who would want to build Hackett's happy place more than anyone? Who? Me? Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> yeah, he is building it. You guys want to hear the selling point on why this is going to be just fine? Yeah. Last couple seasons, the Broncos had four current or former NFL head coaches on their staff. Yeah. Did not matter. It certainly didn't. Zero difference. And and the funny thing about that is, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, Vic Fangio will have these guys to help him out. Like, Vic Fangio wasn't – just does not strike me as a guy who's, like, going and knocking on Mike Munchak's door. (laughs) He's like, hey, buddy, um, I'm having some trouble over here. Can you help me out? (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, So I like like, like that Nathaniel Hackett is doing it his way. Succeed or fail and do it in your own way. He's the experienced one of this group. I mean, he's the football lifer, right? And he's been through it not just in his career, but, I mean – like truly his entire life. The, He's the anchor to the staff. The last two coaching staffs have blown out pieces of their coaching staff after year one yeah. because they failed right. in year one right. and then looked at management and said, okay, now can I do things my way? Yeah. And to me, there's something to be said about like setting your era in the right direction yeah. from the start. And I just feel like if you are if you are force fed or hand fed coaches, and then you gotta and then you take a step in the wrong direction, then you gotta go hire a staff after that. And those guys are like, I don't know, man. You won five games in year one. Like, are you gonna get fired next year? Right. It just you're you're messing up the cycle. So again, hack it. Here you go. Here's the keys. This is, you know, here's the keys to the Lamborghini. Don't crash it. But I like that, you know, drive it your way. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's what he's doing here. I will say I, I it gives me pause, but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. And I also have to say when I'm thinking of reasons that this may or may not make sense, I'm like, does he just very convinced that he's going to get Aaron Rodgers? And he's like, hey, look, if we get Aaron Rodgers, we're all going to be we're all going to win. And it's going to make us all look great, right? Like, Hackett looks like a genius. And everyone's talking about Justin Outen is the next big thing coming out of Denver. And Ijiro Ivaro, like, oh, this guy, you know, all these guys do is win. Um, And if that's the case, it's true. They get Aaron Rodgers, every one of these guys is going to look good. Yep, yep. Then it's brilliant. And uh, on top of that, what, what have we said about the Broncos the past five years? They're too good to be really bad. 
and yeah. uh, now they're setting themselves up for oh, let's say let's say this crashes and burns if we look back in one year from now and let's say they don't get the quarterback position wow. fixed uh and i don't know who they're rolling with at quarterback but let's say that position is not fixed it wouldn't be the craziest thing to say a brand new staff with zero experience they failed well that's something that the broncos haven't been in a position to do in a long time and if it's ever going to happen, wouldn't this be the year to, to have that happen? No, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. But wouldn't be the worst timing for that to happen. So I just I love the, the high upside. Let uh, Nathaniel Hackett do it his way. Did you guys get that <laughs> little sync uh, right there? I think it's a little too uh, early for your vocal oh, cords. Yeah, you're, no, okay. you're pretty flat on okay, that. Yeah, I want yeah. it that way. Isn't that the Backstreet Boys? Oh, yeah, you're right. It, Jeez, it, it, well, I didn't, didn't even, even nail the, wait, the Is reference. that Justin Timberlake? No, no. In sync. In sync is JT, ah, bro. I gotta think of my. Are you even a Nathaniel Hackett guy? If you <laughs> I don't guess know not. I JT's guess group, he would be oh disappointed boy. in me. I can't oh. like. I can't <laughs> even get past how much of like a stand-up comedian he is. Like, uh, if you haven't yeah. watched that behind the Broncos <laughs> thing, it's legitimately like like he's putting on a show, but I think that's actually just how he normally is. Yeah. Yeah. Like every single thing is like a bit to him. I think I think it's gonna make veteran players roll their eyes because they think it's a bit at first, and yeah. then a month in they're gonna be like, they're like "This oh is God. just this dude." Okay, I love him. He's you always know? like this. <laughs> yeah. where you can really see his natural energy and like genuineness in that is how he interacts with his kids right. super early in the morning, in what must be really stressful, like your first trip with your whole family to this new city and this like the dream job the job you have aspired to not just you maybe your father like generationally aspired to basically your whole life he's like how are we doing kids what are we doing today you know and he's not over the top maybe like he is on camera where he's putting on you know it's more of a bit and i think that's when you're in the room when you're around him day in day after that's what's gonna shine through i i couldn't agree more and I feel like he has um, rare energy. Yeah. And I think to succeed as a coach, you have to have that. Um, now, there's other ways to do it, I guess. Like, you can have rare a rare mind. And I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll learn more about his mind. But I don't think he's, you know, this coaching guru genius yeah. who sees the field and sees the, the, the playbook completely differently than the rest of the world in, in like a Kyle Shanahan way is who I'm thinking of right now. Mm -hmm. But you can have like rare energy, rare work ethic, rare desire to succeed. And again, if you put the right people around you and, and that's to be seen, if he's done that here, um, then I think that can really, really work. Uh, I like, uh, what do we know about Justin Outen? It's very little. You know, it's very little. we have no idea what he brings to a whiteboard. Yep. Is he, so, you know, secretly like helping come up with fantastic play right. designs right. In, right. in green belt? Yep. We have no clue. Yep. yep. Maybe he is. Yep. And, and that's the sort of thing that would really excite me. I mean, at this point, don't you have to trust Nathaniel Hackett that that Justin Outen is a good dude and is doing these things because he knows him better than anyone, right? So yep. it's not like he's just – he's taking someone else's word. No, he's been around him for, for three years now. <clears throat> he – I trust him with this hire. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, those tight ends in Green Bay, 
maybe a product of Aaron Rodgers, but you know they've taken some guys with yeah. very uh, little fanfare and turned them into really good players. I never know how to how to quantify that stuff when you've got a great of quarterback course. like you know Peyton Manning. It didn't matter who you put around him; they were going to look good. Like, yeah, I remember. Oh God, what was that guy's name? There was some random guy with like an Irish name in Peyton's later years in uh, Indianapolis. He was like putting up legitimate numbers. Jack Doyle. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was it was a slot receiver. What it was after Austin Collie, and like this other guy came in, and I was like, "Who is this?" Oh and, right, it was like Pierre Garcon, and then there was this guy. Like, yeah, they emerged once. <laughs> like, and, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to know, but like I said. Hopefully, you know, this guy and Clint Kubiak, obviously, I, I honestly would have been, I would have felt better if these guys were, were a little, were flipped. Flip. And Clint mm-hmm. Kubiak was mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator. But again, it's kind of like he's taking care of his guys yeah. while bringing in someone exciting like Clint Kubiak, who I joke about, but is legitimately considered a rising star in NFL circles. Yeah, yeah. big time. And maybe a cautionary tale as to why you don't, uh, take a job late in a cycle for a coaching staff that's potentially about to get fired you know you then you end up taking a step back um <clears throat> but you know this is a true you're you, uh, in in clint kubiak a true west coast guy yeah. like to we talk about malik willis and teaching him the footwork and all that stuff that he needs to learn like clint kubiak can come in and do that yeah and um, it comes from that shanny kubiak tree stefanski's from that they're the literally. best at setting you up on the first drive, trying to make you think this is our tendency, this is what you're doing, just to hit you with that tendency buster two series later. Yep, that's where I love bringing Kubiak to to the mix, you know, and having that mentality in the in the it, game flow as a play caller. I always talk about how telling, you know, how calling a game is telling a story. Yes, uh, you have to. So you have to build on a on a plot, Damn and you know uh, there's a climax, and like all, it's just like a story, uh, and and that was something that has been so severely lacking yeah. in this town for so long. Well, not this town, the one that we're sitting in, the <laughs> one that the highest Alabama folks. The, they probably the, have <laughs> been missing that. Though. Yeah, they have yeah. been missing a, a, an offensive coordinator <laughs> that tells a story here in Mobile, uh, but it's something that's really been missing in Denver for a long time. Yeah. And guys, I, I think my last thing about this coaching staff, and Andre, you can have uh, another final say as well, but my last coaching staff about what Nathaniel Hackett's doing with this coaching staff is it's clear he's bringing sexy back, guys. Ah, did I nail that oh, one? You nailed myself? it. You nailed it. That's the reference that works. To me, it really seems how clear in this whole process and continuing not just once Hackett was hired, but in his hires – George Payton's doing things differently. Mm. Yep. Yep. But, it, you know, he's, it's not his guys that he's saying, Nate, take over. That's right. That's right. He's He took this process very seriously, but then when he made that hire, he understands the importance <clears throat> yeah. in human relationships and letting Hackett establish his staff and do it his way. There's a It seems like a much way. more clear delineation and kind of uh, empowering, right, of like – the next tier down it just seems like the company structure is a lot more like clear cut it's not like la kind of runs everything and then you know he's gonna have input here and there and everywhere this is a little more clear cut to me yeah i I think you're making a great point and 
there's so many like things that we got used to with the way that John Elway was running things. Mm-hmm. And George Payton keeps doing what we were saying John Elway should be doing. Um, we were saying he should be high, he should be conducting a full scale coaching search yep. and going in with an open mind and not hiring the guy that everyone thinks he wants to hire. George Payton did that. Yep. You know, people had been linking George Payton to Dan Quinn since October or you could even go back to what was it 2016 or something <laughs> yeah. 2013 yeah. whatever yeah. you know Mace was talking about um a lot you know those two had been linked forever well yeah. George Payton went and he did a search and he liked a guy a, a different guy better he hired him yeah. love that um you know then you go da- you know you go on down the list we, we used to always say don't force hires on people and maybe <clears throat> they end up saying hey you should probably keep Bill Kolar that's fine with me, you know. Right. But when it comes to his coordinators, he's going to hire the guys that he thinks is best, not the guys that George Payton thinks is best. And George is empowering him to do that. To me, this is how you succeed, not just in football, but anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of management and leadership, you hire people and you let those people do their jobs. And it's Nathaniel Hackett's job to put together a coaching staff, not George Payton's. That's right. 100%. 100%. And you guys started your morning off with uh, some coffee. Mm. Some other people like to start their morning off with a little wake and bake. And if you want to start your morning off with <laughs> a wake and bake, check out our oh friends God. over at Lightshade Dispensary and use the code DNVR for 25% off Oof. each and every purchase, whether you're online or in one of their 11 locations in the Denver metro area. And they have Wana Optimals, which helps with, which helps with fast or uh, getting to sleep fast with their 20 to 100 THC to CBD ratios. And if you need to to get some shut eye make sure to check out their wana products over at light shade dispensary and whether you're the casual or the connoisseur consumer they've got it all for you check them out and use that code dnvr dnvr for 25 percent off every single purchase which is so key so whether you're online or in store light shade dispensary 25 percent off using the code dnvr all right now i got to tell you guys about a new partner and it is taking uh the dnvr staff by storm <laughs> It's Ranch Rider Spirits. These are canned cocktails. And I'll be honest, <clears throat> I haven't been the biggest canned cocktail fan um, during this craze. A lot of them have like a weird like chemically taste to me where it's like, mm-hmm. I just don't think you can yeah. put this in a can without making it taste weird. Yeah. And then uh, the, the homie Parker brought on Ranch Rider Spirits and he brought these into the office and gave us some. And it's, it's completely changed my take um these they taste fresh yeah like the the citrus in there tastes legitimately like fresh fresh squeezed lime juice or you know the paloma has like the orange and it's all it it actually tastes like you just made it right there in your bar it's delicious um and this is a cool new company launched in 2019 uh and born from a food truck in austin and they are just making the by far. I'm not. I'm not kidding at all. By far the best canned cocktails I have had to this point. Yep. Uh, they were the first ones to put the ranch water in a can, which now everyone has their you know their ranch water uh, in a can. But it's so simple, so delicious. You got the tonic. You got the or you, sorry. You've got the uh, the sparkling water. Yep. You've got the citrus. They use real Reposado tequila in their drinks, and they also use um, premium 
six times distilled vodka. I'm not a vodka drinker, so I haven't had those ones yet, but I've been crushing the tequila ones. And and like I said, I can't say enough about how everyone that works at DNVR has been going through these things. I think we already went through a whole palette of them um, (laughs) as a staff uh, on the weekend. So uh, you got to try these. You got to check them out. Uh, And if you want to find where – uh, you can find one. Just go to ranchriderspirits.com to find a location near you. And check out us over at thednvr.com. We'd love it if you joined our family. We're about to hop into a lot of comments. And if you want to leave your comments to be read on the podcast, join our family and then go to thednvr.com at the top of the page. Click on the podcast section. Hit Broncos podcast. We'll be the f- and then click on the most recent podcast, which will be the one at the top. Scroll down to the bottom of that page, and you can leave a comment, which will be read on the pod. That's just one of the perks. You get a free T-shirt when you join our m- annual family. And on top of that, you're really supporting us to be able to be out here in Mobile, Alabama, to be able to give you the best coverage possible. So we'd really, really appreciate. It. And of course, if you're in Denver, check out the DN or the DNVR bar where we've got happy hour going on. So make sure to check out everything we've got going on. And, fellas, let's jump into the comment section and talk to the people right now. First one coming in from Melbourne Bronco. We're going to be catching up on yesterday's comments as well. He says, hey, guys, love the Senior Bowl coverage on the podcast and the in-depth article. Surely Mac Jones' debut season has dispensed the myth that arm strength matters, (laughs) and I'm certain any coach with a half brain Mm -mm. dismisses the myth, opting for accuracy, mental toughness, and mobility. And how awesome was the Broncos video of the coaching search? Nathaniel Hackett is inspiring. Cheers. Wow. I mean, Ryan, he just said you have a half brain. I do. I do. <laughs> well, everyone knows I have half brain. Um, well, this early in the Here's day, the thing. So. <laughs> you can't take unicorns and then make sweeping uh, generalizations off of them. And you can't do it with, with uh, arm strength either. You yeah. know, you can't look at Patrick Mahomes and say, see, this means that you can come out of the air raid and be successful. Like, well, that hasn't proven to be true yet on a grand scale just yeah. because Patrick Mahomes did it. Um, and, and also, you can't say that you can't be successful out of the air raid because guys weren't. It's all a player-by-player player evaluation. Right. So just because Mac Jones came out and did it in a very different way, well, he's a unicorn in his own right with his mind and with his ability to diagnose. So that doesn't mean you should say, yeah, look at Bailey Zappi. Um, he's, you know, he's got the worst arm strength of anyone here at the senior bowl. You should draft him. Right. You're 100% right, Ryan. And we all know how much I love Mac Jones. I did not care about his, uh, his lack of arm strength last year. But when I look at this class, I don't see anyone like him in, in terms of that mental makeup. So I do agree with you. And it, it just reminds me of the conversation we have about, uh, oh, you can't draft anyone from Alabama because they're surrounded by really good players. Well, if you do that, then you're going to miss out on the Mac Joneses uh, of the world. So I agree. It's a player-by-player evaluation. And right now, I don't see anyone in this draft that says, yeah, I don't care about his arm strength because he's just that good pre-snap, post-snap mentally. Yeah, and, and it's what you're going to see, though, is that more guys with the out-of-this-world traits are succeeding. So it's not going to be anytime soon where all of a sudden there's a shift back towards pocket passers who, you know, who stand in there and diagnose defenses. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. These guys are the, you know, the freaks that are being developed, and I think you're going to see more of that. But Joe Burrow isn't necessarily a freak. Um, He, I think, 
where he has the uh where he's a unicorn is as a leader and as an uh, an inspiring figure in the locker room uh, and on top of that he's a baller uh and he you know he he does a little bit of all those things that we talk about with these guys um without being necessarily elite at any of them yeah yeah, yeah you're right next one coming in from peyton manning yt hey guys you got me we got him. Got I've been him. recently showing up in the YouTube chat and wanted to show my support since I have been watching and listening all the way back in the BSN days. Wow. Being Hard a Broncos guy. fan on the East Coast is tough, and you guys always keep me up to date and provide me with the 60 to 90 minutes of pure entertainment. Anyways, since the quarterback class is only so-so, how would you feel about keeping Drew as a starter for one more year with Hackett now the head coach? In my opinion, this would be the best chance Locke has. Even if it doesn't work, it would be entertaining and would set us up for Stroud or Young. What say you? thanks and keep up the great work and thanks so much for riding with us uh and leaving a comment peyton manning yt well zach i want to flip this question around on you because i think you're the lowest uh on these draftable quarterbacks of anyone here so aaron Rodgers falls through um no russell wilson and and no jimmy g um do you want malik willis as your starting quarterback or do you want drew Locke? Yeah, I I want Malik because I I, I think that the, the page is turned on Drew Locke, and I think that's how the Broncos feel as well, Ryan. I think you mentioned it. Uh, just listening to George Payton introduce Nathaniel Hackett last week, I think one of the things he said just casually was like the quarterbacks we bring in or something along yeah, yeah. those lines where it's it's really clear to me that the organization's moved on, so I am also have moved on from Drew Locke. And, yeah, get, get Malik in for a year, and let's say it goes really bad just helps you like we talked about in the first segment yeah and i'll just say uh, uh something that i've heard from down here is that drew didn't necessarily handle not winning the starting job as as well as we maybe would have expected him to mm-hmm. um and obviously that doesn't mean you know he threw a hissy fit or anything like that no. um but i think he was genuinely disappointed which is t- completely understandable um uh, but some people were kind of you know um surprised by maybe how he just took a step back you know i'm I'm trying to (laughs) not 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 necessarily trying to sugarcoat this but just trying to not make it seem like oh he was you know he was an ass to everyone or anything like that it was just oh yeah he was he wasn't quite as engaged after that yeah that's a that's a really good way to put it and uh yeah i think the organization has moved on next one again from peyton manning yt hi again sorry his money's worth (laughs) seriously sorry for the double comment just had to add something what's your food what's your food take for this combination on the build your own burger free bar plug check out our burgers at uh dnvr bar says you have to have the cheddar a fried egg bacon and of course the hatch green chili cream cheese on the surface it might sound weird but i promise you this is my go-to at the bar thanks you're a big cream cheese and uh oh. see here's the thing i'm cream huge on high, cream right? cheese and bacon on burgers i'm i'm probably maybe the lowest in the world uh when it comes to an egg on a burger i'm right uh, there with you for being the lowest really yeah, yeah yeah really i to me it is a little it's i get the appeal and like the first two bites and oh the eggs running well Look, man, the last quarter of that burger is going to be nasty. You like, it's going to be just. When you're oh, oh, yeah. Whoa. I go to okay. light shade with my. <laughs> Here's the thing is, I don't, I don't really like eggs in the first place. Mm. I don't either. But I also just don't think a burger needs, especially one with bacon. 
right. needs additional protein. Like it just, I feel like it just ends up. It's a fair point. Uh, it, it adding to just how full you are afterwards. But I completely respect it because I know I'm in the minority. I think in terms of not liking egg on a burger. Everything else on there sounds out of this world. This is the biggest protein thing I've ever heard of. You not only get the patty, you get cheese, egg, bacon. And then more cream cheese. I also have to incriminate myself a little bit for talking about adding more protein to a burger because uh, at the Dark Horse in Boulder, they have the Jiffy Burger, which has peanut butter on it and bacon. <laughs> and I love it. That um, I'm so about. I, that I am about. So to me, I think it's honestly just my – I don't hate egg eggs. Bias. I just don't particularly like them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly how I am mm. with, 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 with eggs. Have you guys ever seen the, the video, the YouTube video? Protein! No. <laughs> No, where he's like, <laughs> not now, chief. I'm in the freaking zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was a Dom. Dom. Give me some protein. Dom Mazzetti. We need to do a whole TikTok series of Zach doing, like, big, tough guy <laughs> <laughs> If there's a, hey, Ed O was here. There you oh. go. <laughs> oh, man. You guys locked eyes. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Edo got into that new Escalade, which oh. was just so perfectly fitting Man, for him. Man, he looks in such good shape. He LSU's former coach, he's been out here, amazing shape. It's crazy what like not just killing yourself 24 hours a day oh, as, an, yeah. as a coach okay. can do for your body. <laughs> Go Tigers. All right, guys, before we move on, again, want to give one more shout-out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, where you're, you can schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam and get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They will treat you like family over there. They're Denver sports fans. Uh, it's a family-owned dentistry. And, man, when people that we know have gone over there, they've had such great experiences getting calls, making sure you're all right. You know, this is the type of place that sends you a card on your birthday and, and says happy birthday to you. It's, it's a true family-owned dentistry. So if you need any work done, make sure you hit up our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. And some people start their mornings off with a little wake and bake. Others start it off with a little coffee. And if you want to start off with coffee, make sure to check out friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Because not only is it delicious coffee, but it's CBD infused. And CBD helps relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on. It can help calm that down, including the coffee jitters. And if you're starting your, your day on an empty stomach, you want to get rid of those coffee jitters. And Strava Craft Coffee is a perfect place to turn to. And on top of that, they've got another great one-two punch. If you use a code D. DNBR25 over at Strava Craft Coffee. You get 25% off your entire order by checking them out at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use that code DNBR25. And after that, subscribe and you'll save 20% on every single order after that. So check them out at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use that code DNBR25. Lou Drock jumps in and says, my boys, hope you're enjoying your time in Mobile. A couple of QB questions for you. One, do you think the hire of Clint Kubiak as a coach, increases the chances of the Broncos trading for Cousins. So I know what Zach's going to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, and it's not what I want, but yes, it does. By like 0.5% or by like yeah, 20%? Not, that's certainly not the front runner, but yeah. let's say George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, think this team's ready to roll and they don't get Aaron Rodgers uh, or, or Russell Wilson. He's number two, yeah. I, or I guess number three on that list for, for them. Who would so. you rather have, Jimmy G or Kirk? neither um he's literally the deuce you never want to drop <laughs> i mean if he's your number two like that's kirk cousins to a t with how we jimmy g or kirk by a landslide kirk yeah i okay. was i was gonna say kirk as well you know and, and now, of course you get the knock up right. well he's not a winner and jimmy right. g is yeah <sighs> i just it 
Jimmy G outside of San Francisco is a very scary thought. You take Kirk. Yeah, the hard thing about it is I have a hard time spinning up why Kirk would be better in Denver. Um, like, it's not like he doesn't have awesome weapons yep. in Minnesota, and he always has Thielen, Diggs, you know, Justin Jefferson. He's Cook. he's had it all. Um, but he's definitely like just uh, better. He's a little bit better. He has better arm. Yeah. Um, he's make he makes big plays down the field. If you want to go to the playoffs, he, I think the Broncos would be there with Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yeah. I think so too. Um, yep. but if you want to see Jerry Judy get killed on a murder ball over the middle, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's got <laughs> on the other oh my hand. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> the two things to weigh in and consider. Pick your yeah. poison. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I would go with that. Uh, he goes on. To, he says, uh, "Does it feel like come draft night, Malik Willis' stock will be much higher? I can see him going in the top ten, maybe to the Panthers." Yes. Listen to segment two from yesterday's pod. We really got into that. Yeah. We're just we're yeah. just gonna climb. Yeah. Um, and the closer you get to draft, the more QB t- more QB needy teams fall in love with guys. And to me, of everyone, everyone here for sure, but also in the whole draft, he's got the most tantalizing, uh, you know, um, pieces. And it's not just us. Uh, we were the only ones really talking about Malik Willis after Tuesday's one, practice. Yeah. Yesterday, oh, the hype is real everyone. now, boys. The, yeah. the, the hype is already spreading through well, the country. And we always say this on the draft pod, I mean, for years, the further you get away from the tape. Oh, yep. There are some guys with the really good tape that all of a sudden you start to forget. And there are some guys who didn't have the greatest or cleanest tape who it's like, eh, I don't care all that much. I'm starting to get sold on other stuff. Yeah. And uh, so it begins. And, and honestly, Malik Willis's tape was really inconsistent. and Especially last year. Honestly, scary at times. Yeah. Um, so, again, you are betting on your coaching staff yep. if you draft him. And yeah. – I mean, George Payton seems like a guy who'd be willing to bet on Nathaniel Hackett. That's what it seems like. Absolutely. He's letting him put together his staff, so he's trusting him right now. Yep. All right. Uh, next one from Omaha. Nope, sorry. Uh, that was a comment on someone else's. Uh, this one's from H-Town Bronco. Um, and this is uh, in relation to a, a conversation we had two days ago uh, about the whole Brian Flores situation, accusations towards the Broncos, his lawsuit towards the NFL and multiple teams, which has really become the story uh, in the NFL world the last couple of days for good reason. Yeah. Um, he says, as a lawyer, this is my take. While racism is definitely abundant, I would bet this lawsuit gets thrown out. While the claims against the Dolphins in particular are damning, the claim against the Broncos is laughable and makes Flores look so bad that the judge will have a hard time listening to the whole suit knowing Flores is blatantly lying. Wow, interesting. Uh, in, a, in a lawsuit. Uh, saying people are racist because they looked hungover might be one of the stupidest things I've heard. I don't think that's what he said. No, that, I don't okay, think that's so what he's saying at all. The media, for one, are picking up on the juiciest names and factoids of this report. So that's why this is a prominent story, because Elway and Ellis are cited directly. And it's Elway more right. than anything. In the greater report, though, what Flores and his legal team are doing is establishing a trend and culture of discrimination and not being given equal opportunity and maybe just, you know, having interviews be kind of a write-off instead of a real thing. That's what's being tried to establish. He's not saying that someone showing up hungover at an interview 
is racist. No, I, what, I just want to clear that. Exactly. Up. What he is saying is that it's a piece of evidence in a larger case about doing interviews simply to satisfy the Rooney rule. Exactly. And as a like uh, as like you said, as a small piece of hey, there was this example and this example, and then I was with the Broncos and they were hungover and they were late, and that is. It, he's trying to, to sh- explain the pattern That's right. of essentially how teams have just wasted his time mm-hmm. to check off a box mm-hmm. and move on. So he's not even saying necessarily that, you know, the Broncos no, were right. the reason why he's saying this. Right. What he's saying is there's a pattern and the Rooney rule isn't working. Yep. 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 Exactly. And, and I think he's right. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, could, could you imagine, especially for an NFL head coaching job, uh, the biggest job of your life for that interview, how much time you would prep uh, for it, right. and then just to come in and feel like, oh, they didn't care about me. They just wanted to check off a box that they had to do before they went and hired Vic Fangio, before they went and hired someone else. And that it is important. Suck. And it is important to note the Broncos have denied that entirely and, and yeah. right. essentially said, we've got the receipts to prove that, yeah. that what he's saying isn't true. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, if this lawsuit goes through – I'm sure we'll have a lot more details that'll come out of, oh, yeah. in terms of things we can talk about on this podcast. And not that teams would come out and say like, yeah, what he's accusing us of, he's he's 100% right. But every team has denied this. This is going to be a major story for a long massive. time. But the Broncos seem to especially say like, we, we yep. can prove that this isn't true. Yep. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if it gets to a point where they are called uh, you know, to to have to do that. Right. Absolutely. It'll right. be very interesting. Next one from Mile High Buckeye. My boys, glad to see you are still doing the show in Alabama. All this new ownership talk has me excited and nervous at the same time. Living in Columbus, Ohio, and being a Columbus Crew season ticket holder, oh, wow. I still have the mem- memories of past ownership trying and failing to move the team fresh in my mind. Also, I remember Modell moving the Browns to Baltimore back in the 90s. I have learned to not trust potential owners. Hopefully we get lucky and get someone who truly cares. Have fun down there, fellas, and keep an eye out for the famous Mobile Alabama Leprechaun. <laughs> Cheers, Alex. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like this is why I said I cannot give you 100% certainty that a new owner won't move it. You just don't know what really rich people are want to do. Um, and they can do whatever they want, essentially. So you, you, you know, you're uh, you're at the whim of yeah. a billionaire at a certain point. With that being said, usually people become billionaires because they're smart, uh, or they, you know, they're yeah. good business people, and they will understand that moving the Denver Broncos out of Denver would be a really dumb thing to do. Also, the beauty is those cases you're saying. It used to be that L.A. was the carrot you could dangle. Excuse me. As like, oh, uh, we can move our team. You know, L.A., second biggest market in the country, doesn't have any NFL teams. That ship's kind of sailed. Like London's London's like that next frontier. And L.A., like – just kind of sucks as a sports town, especially sure as an NFL town. Sure does, uh, I yes. have an idea, though. Why don't we just move the entire AFC West to L.A.? Just everyone <laughs> play at SoFi. And the L.A. Go. West? I love yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah. Let's do the That's same with the, the Pac-12, Ryan. You like that? No, I hate everything <laughs> about it. Uh, now... He's- if you want to move everything to Vegas, that's a take I've had for a long time. Just yeah. move everything to Vegas. Yeah. All, you know, the Senior Bowl, move it to Vegas, which the Shrine game has already taken that idea. I don't care. Move them both to Vegas. Yes. The Combine, 
Vegas. Vegas. Draft. Vegas. Vegas. Put everything in Vegas, just not the Broncos. And speaking of Vegas, this next one coming in, I'm just saying the name right now, coming in from um, Massive Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> took a little gulp before you <laughs> said that. was great. <laughs> Oh, the word massive. I had to. He says the floor is situation. Oh, the floor is situation set aside, which it shouldn't be. How much do you think Elway's tenure as general manager tarnished his all-time legacy as a Bronco? I'm too young to remember the '90s, but the tragedy that's been the last six years in Broncos lives rent-free in my head. I think it affected his legacy a lot. Oh. Um, there are still people who will always be able to separate John Elway the player from John Elway the GM, and it should also be noted that John Elway the GM. Won another Super Bowl. With that being said, the most the way, successful GM in Broncos history. The, I mean, if I mean, the if way in which it years. fell apart over the last five six years of his tenure um, left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. And stories like what comes out from Brian Flores this week help the people that feel that way further that that feeling. Um, it at times it did feel like John Elway was an absentee GM. At times, I asked Zach one time, I was like, "Do you really think John Elway is just in his office grinding tape of prospects?" And it's just like, I don't know, probably not. So there were there are certain things that it just sucks. It's like it feels sometimes like John Elway used his stature as a Broncos legend. And then that championship that they won with Peyton Manning as a vehicle to just kind of coast out the rest of the time. Man, I think the further we get away from Elway's tenure, I think the more people will want to remember the good times. And so I I do think that that these past six years will be put. And then you dive into the weeds, and yeah, it will be a big black eye how, how he finished. And Maybe his tenure is not done. Maybe he gets that consulting job that he wants with the new owner. I mean, I know the last six years have been rough, but I, I side with Zach. I mean, this is a guy who, A, built the franchise as a player. Like, that's not – this was not a great franchise before John Elway. Um, and, B, saved the franchise. When Pat could no longer do it and with, when they were, like, m- just stuck in the mud in mediocrity and then had the, the worst tenure – ever with uh josh mcdaniel so yeah i agree yeah and 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 i'm right there with you next one coming in from kjstyd says i know it's unavoidable because of flores is naming the broncos as part of his lawsuit so you are obligated to discuss his accusations but i would offer that this whole topic is way more complicated than some notion of systemic racism there are so many potential reasons why different ethnicities are disproportionately distributed across economic and employment opportunities in a society. And then it gives a, a lot of backing, but says TLDR, I think there might be more variables at play than just race when it comes to employment ownership discrepancies in the NFL. And race probably isn't the reason EBVGA and Brian Flores aren't currently head coaches is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, obviously everyone's welcome to their opinion, but I think it, it is a huge problem um, in the NFL that there aren't more black head coaches. Um, and, you know, you could, in certain things like this, you can argue up and down and up and down about why it's this, that, or the other thing. The issue is you look at it, and I believe as we speak right now, there's one 
one black head coach in the NFL. And that's just not going to do it. That's uh, not that's not enough, especially when the players are overwhelmingly African American. So, you know, it's when 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 especially in situations where there aren't hard proofs to show. Hey, look, this person is racist. That person is racist. You gotta you have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, well, it certainly feels like the system that exists is favoring white people why is that right and so i think it's absolutely fair for someone like brian flores to bring that into a light and say hey look you know um i was given an opportunity i'm one of the lucky ones but also here's my experience that i had going through these other places where it certainly didn't feel like i was a candidate at all and i think it's really important for us to listen to that especially as members of the nfl community at large Mm -hmm. Um, we, you know, we need to have open ears for that sort of stuff and be willing to make changes and address it. Because as I said the other day, I don't think, I don't think the Rooney rule is working yeah. and I don't know necessarily what the solution is. Um, but I think there is one and I think we should be open to looking for one. Absolutely. And I mean, as the point he's making, yeah, everything isn't clear cut and black and white. Everything's nuanced and has shades of gray. So I wouldn't dismiss anything and I wouldn't discount anything, you know, uh, Every factor plays into things. It, it's all a mosaic of many things put together. It's not just one factor ever. You know? Exactly. Very well said by both of you guys. And I think the last one coming in from Mile High Till I Die says, my boys, how would you rank the top six quarterbacks in this draft? Corral, Willis, Strong, Howell, Pickett, Ritter, based on speed. We all know that Malik Willis is the fastest and Carson Strong is the slowest. But what about two through five? Also, what's the best NFL comp for Malik Willis? Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, or Lamar Jackson? I'm personally going Jalen Hurts right now. No doubt. I think it's a, it's a totally fair comp. All right, speed. Malik's number one. Number two, is Corral? that Corral? I think so. I'd put Howell. Oh, right, Hal. But, you know, straight line speed, I think I think Corral could have him. And I would not discount Ritter. I think Ritter's right in that mix. Yeah. Pickett's that, that more, like, twitched up Baker Mayfield type. But don't discount his athleticism either. He might come in at five, but he's still, like, a hell of an athlete. Right. That mean, might be his it best takes skill, a hell, It takes freight. a very athletic person to do the fake slide. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. So it's like two through five are in a group, and then you have Carson Strong. Yepers. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that question, the Mile High and, and I love that five of these six guys are, are athletic guys. Oh, I gotta, you're right to give the nod to Howell, though. I mean, it's a guy who had multiple hundred-yard rushing mm-hmm. games this yeah, last season. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Seven, eight hundred rushing yards last season, yeah. That's Impressive. legitimate. <laughs> yeah. That is legitimate. Um, all right. Appreciate you guys for your questions. Appreciate the OG audio-only podcast listeners, although we love, of course, all of our listeners, wherever they come from. Uh, but this one was for you guys. Uh, and so before we get out of here, I want to give a shout-out to our friends MSU Denver Online. They are the presenting sponsor of the show, and they are the place to go if you're looking to work a full-time job while furthering your education. MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. So if you're looking, again, to work that full-time job, then hopefully get a better full-time job on the other side of your MSU Denver education. Go to msudenver.edu slash online today and scope out all they have to offer. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow.
can't 